Hey guys, welcome to The Nursing Co-op. I am so excited that you're here. On this podcast, our goal is to build your confidence, expand your knowledge, and create a supportive, cooperative community for nurses, one nurse at a time. My name's Ashley. I'm a registered nurse on an intensive care unit in the first year of my career. In our time together, I hope to share my experiences, provide you with resources, and create a space where you can find your footing as a nurse without judgment. We will unravel nursing topics and make connections with amazing guests to give you all the tools that you need to build an incredible life and career. I believe it takes a village to build a strong nurse. We are your village. This is The Nursing Co-op. Hey guys, welcome back to The Nursing Co-op. So on today's episode, I want to talk a little bit more about prioritization for nurses. Um, So we talked about time management a couple weeks ago, um, and this kind of goes hand in hand with time management. So prioritization is more about when you have a number of problems that you're faced with, which one do you tackle first? Um, And it's also just about prioritizing different aspects of your patient care. And you can think back to your terrible nursing exams and the classic questions, which ask ones like, you have these patients, these are their problems, which one do you see first? Or which med do you give first? It's those types of questions that are actually very important for us in our real lives as actual nurses. Today, I just want to talk about a few quick kind of tips and tricks for you to improve your prioritization skills, especially for those of you who are new nurses learning the flow. Um, Maybe you've already been working on your time management skills, and this will just help with your time management when you learn how to prioritize as well. Because in the time management episode, we talked about trying to plan ahead and organizing your shifts. And prioritization often comes into play when you're figuring out what to do first, once you've figured out all the things that you need to get done. And prioritization is also extremely important in sort of like emergency situations or just situations where you have to start to put out fires during your shift that you maybe didn't plan for. It's once you run into a fire, you're like, okay, I can't do this medication right now. I have to do this first. And that's where your prioritization skills become an important thing to master. So the first thing to consider when you're figuring out how to prioritize is the classic example that you heard over and over and over again in nursing school, which is your ABCs. So when you're approaching a situation and you're trying to figure out what is the most important thing, what needs to happen first, always ask yourself whether that problem has to do with airway, breathing, or circulation. So if your patient's oxygen saturation is dropping quickly, that's an important one. That's always going to be a priority. If they're in respiratory distress, um, if they're struggling to breathe, a huge priority. If their blood pressure is getting really low, very big priority. Those ABCs are always going to be the easy ones that you can pick out, um, that those are going to be the first thing that you should do. You know, your patient's insulin can wait. The blood pressure needs to be taken care of, for example. The ABCs is one of the easiest things to think about when you're figuring out what to do first, but there are a number of other hierarchies that you can actually use as well to figure out how to prioritize. So another great hierarchy that you can use is the cure hierarchy. You may have heard this in school, may not have. Um, So the first category, the C, is your critical patient needs. So those are things that need to be taken care of immediately to prevent your patient from coding, crashing. So those are things like respiratory distress, we talked about chest pain, 
Anything with chest pain, right? We jump on that really quickly because any time that we can save is heart muscle that can be saved, right? Or um, an acute change in their level of consciousness or their, you know, neuro exam. That could be a stroke. So all those things are priority needs. So those are critical patient needs where what you're asking yourself in this circumstance is, if I don't do anything, what's going to happen to my patient? So if your answer to that is that my patient is going to die or need a rapid response call or something like that, that's clearly going to be the first thing that you want to take care of. So C is critical. U is for urgent needs. So those are they have a high potential for um, harm if you don't address them quickly. So they're not quite at the critical level where we're worried about like sudden death, essentially. But they're things like um, a fall alarm, huge thing that we want to respond to very quickly, right? This could also be things like responding to uh, critical lab values and informing the doc or just treating those critical lab values. If they have a, you know, a potassium that's very low, you want to make sure that that's a something that's taken care of and addressed pretty quickly, but not something that's, you know, you have to drop everything and do it right at the second, right? So it's an urgent need, but not just routine would be the other end. Um, This could also be something like um, giving blood products. And again, this depends on where you are in this hierarchy again. So I just said like giving blood products could fall under urgent. Maybe their hemoglobin is 6.8. They definitely need their blood. It's very important that they get the blood, But it's not the same as if they are a GI bleed and they're requiring tons of blood right at this second because their blood pressure is dropping and their hemoglobin is 5.4. Like, if that's the case, then that's a critical need. That could lead to sudden death if you don't administer the blood. So, again, it depends on your patient's situation. And that's what you always have to look at when you're trying to figure out what to do first, of course. So, C is for critical. U is urgent needs. So, things that have a high potential for harm if you don't take care of them very, very soon. And then R is routine patient needs. So performing your physical assessment, um, documenting that physical assessment, administering their daily or nightly medications, things like that are important, need to get done, but are not going to cause immediate harm if they are late or don't get done first. So that's, that's where that would fall on this hierarchy. You would make sure your critical needs are met, your urgent needs are met, and now you can do the routine things. And then your last one are the E extras. So those things are things that are nice to do, promote patient comfort. It might be like, you know, washing their hair, um, helping them with, you know, oral hygiene if they're awake and alert. It could be, you know, getting them a warm blanket if they're feeling a little bit cold. Things like that are extra things that are great to do. If you can do them, then it's so much better for your patient. But if they aren't able to get done, that's not the end of the world. You did your other things, your patient is safe, and they're not, you know, they're stable. Those are the important things to get done. So your E's are your extras. So that's the cure method. It can, it can help a little bit more than your ABCs, because the ABCs only answer what you need to do right now, the big problems. Cure kind of helps you organize your tasks that you have to get done into a hierarchy. So at the beginning of your shift, you can make a list of the items that you need to get done, or plan ahead also for things that might go wrong. That can always be a good thing to do if you hear in report um, that they've been having low blood pressures, that they've been going into AFib with RVR. If you know that they are a GI bleed and they may need blood, all of these things are things that you can look ahead for and plan for to a certain extent. Maybe it won't happen, but then you at least have a prioritization and a hierarchy of t- 
tasks that might need to get done at the beginning of your shift. So you're already thinking ahead when you might when you know that your patient might need these things. Like maybe they've gotten they got three units yesterday, three units of blood yesterday. And so you're gonna expect that you're gonna be giving blood at some point. So just start to think of these things when you first meet your patient, when you're getting report, so that you have an idea of what you might need to look out for as you're going throughout your shift. Another area that you can start to practice prioritization is when you are giving medications. So especially for those of you who have six patients at a time in med surge, or even like four patients, if you're in a step down unit, something like that, you certainly need to consider which medications you should give first, because it's easy to just start to get into like a very task oriented mindset where you're like, I need to give meds on each of these patients, so I'm just going to go in a line. But instead, start to consider which medications are critical for you to give now or more important for you to give now if none of the meds are critical. And that'll help you in prioritize, just starting to practice prioritizing and also just making sure that you're taking care of some patient needs before others because it's an important skill to master. So for example, if you know, one patient has just some like docusate and their, you know, antacid ordered, and then another patient has insulin, give the insulin first, especially if they've just eaten, or especially if they're waiting for their meal, that's more important to do before the docusate, you know, the stool softeners can wait. Does a patient have blood pressure medications, and they're usually hypertensive, or sometimes they're hypotensive, and you're giving them some sort of thing like midadrine? Those things are more important to give than something else, you know? So make sure that those priority meds come first, and you're considering what all your meds are for. Um, stool softeners always come last in my book. <laughs> probably because I don't want to deal with the outcome anyway. But sometimes they are more important. If your patient's been constipated for eight days and hasn't gone to the bathroom, then giving those stool softeners is very important for them. Also consider if your provider is ordering a stat medication, that means that it's important to give right now. So maybe they're asking you to push bicarb. Make sure that you do that. Don't sit down and chart. Give the bicarb first. So it's not just prioritizing which meds to give first. It's also, again, this is in your tasks. Which task is more important? Giving the bicarb is more important than you charting your assessment, for example. And it's something that you can do fairly quickly. So that also helps when you can prioritize, where you know that you can go into the room, push the medication, walk back out, and do what you need to do very quick. At the same time, if you're waiting for pharmacy to verify a medication for you, then do another task while you're waiting for that. So it's just about not wasting, you know, unnecessary time and prioritizing which things need to happen very quickly for your patients, which sounds very simple just to lay it out like that. But so in terms of your medications, always think about, think about your ABCs again. Does the medication you're giving have to do with airway, breathing, or circulation? And also consider whether the order is a stat order, any blood pressure meds, cardiac meds, things like that need to be given first. So organize your day like that. If you're going through all your patients, figure out which meds are more important for you to give first, because chances are you're going to have six patients that all have meds at 8 or 9 p.m. or a.m. That's just the way that it goes. That's the way they always schedule it. So you're going to have to pick who you're going to see first. And maybe it's a matter of which patient's the most critical that you want to make sure that you're in the room for. That also matters in prioritization as well. Also consider how much time certain tasks take. So the best example I can think of for this when you're trying to prioritize is if you have, let's say you have two antibiotics 
ordered at the same time. And this happens so often. And in the beginning, I would just be like, okay, I need to give these two meds. And I would just hang one and go with it without thinking too much about the medication. So if you have two antibiotics ordered at the same time, and one is a 30-minute medication, the other is, you know, an hour or more, give the 30-minute medication first and then follow it with the longer one. That's saying you only have one open line. But if that's the case, give the faster medication and then follow it with the longer medication, and that saves a lot more time. Another example of this is if you looked at you had two patients and one of your patients their labs came back and their hemoglobin is low, it's below seven. And then another patient, they, their oxygen saturation is like 86% on two liters nasal cannula. So if you look at those two patients, both of those are urgent needs. They're things that need to happen soon or your patient will deteriorate or it may cause harm. Nothing that's going to kill them in the next five minutes, but something that needs to be addressed very quickly. So in this example, what you need to think about is how long each task takes and which one you can respond to quickly. So it's simple for you to walk into your patient's room who has the low oxygen and turn up their their oxygen on their nasal cannula. You turn it up to four, turn it up to six, and then you can go call the doctor and order and tell them about the hemoglobin and have them order some blood. So setting up blood tubing, doing all of that stuff, getting it ordered, waiting for blood bank, all of that takes a lot of time versus walking into a room and turning up oxygen. You can respond to that problem very quickly. So consider how long each task takes when you have two problems that are of equal importance or you know similar importance. Another tip is to just use your resources. This is something we've talked about plenty of times on multiple episodes, but always use your resources when you have multiple tasks to do and you're struggling to prioritize or struggling to try and complete them all by yourself. So delegating will also help with your prioritization. So as you're thinking about which things are most important, maybe it's something that you take the priority you deal with your patient whose oxygen saturation is dropping while you ask your, you know, tech or another nurse to go do something else for this patient. Maybe that patient needs the warm blanket and you need to go take care of this oxygen thing. That's easy. That's an easy task to delegate, something that you can certainly use your team for. Another example of this is there have been plenty of times where I'm stuck in one patient's room. Uh, there's been a time recently where I had to intubate one patient and I hadn't even seen my other patient yet at that point in the night. And so the way that I dealt with that, because it's a priority that I need to take care of my other patient who may need to be intubated or maybe they're on a vent and they're alarming, but I need to be in this patient's room right now to help with intubation. So that's an easy thing where I can be like, these are two priorities but I have to be here, so I need another nurse to go check on my other patient next door and take care of their needs. So it's important for you to delegate because sometimes you're going to have two tasks that are of equal importance that you can't do both of them. And it's not something where I can just run into one room really quickly and take care of the other thing too. It's in those circumstances, you have to ask for help in order to take care of two priority tasks. Okay, so sometimes... You have something that's a priority, maybe your patient's blood pressure is low, and it's something where you're in, a, you're in a space where you have to wait for an order to respond to that, right? So maybe your patient's blood pressure is low and you call the doctor with this critically low blood pressure and they need to put the order in for 
levofed. They need to give you blood pressure medication, something like that, fluids. So you're maybe you page the doctor and you're waiting now. So always consider what you can do as the nurse if you're waiting for something else from a doctor. So in the blood pressure example, it's the easiest one I can think of. It's the simple things that you can do as a nurse that you don't need an order for. So your blood patient's blood pressure is low. You go into the room, put them in Trendelenburg, you know, get their head below their feet because that's always going to increase their blood pressure. That's going to help. Um, make sure that their blood pressure cuff is attached and, you know, put on properly. Take a second blood pressure. Make sure that it's actually low. Make sure it's not some, you know, malfunction or uh, error with the taking that last blood pressure. Don't just jump to the conclusions. Make sure that you check that. You could check a blood sugar. Maybe that's why they're hypotensive. You could look at their labs and see if they have any labs that may indicate to you that they would be hypotensive. Maybe their hemoglobin was low and no, nobody had ever addressed it. Things like this are things that you can do as the nurse while you're waiting for your doctor to get back to you. And then if things don't move quickly enough, you just need to escalate, call back, escalate it to your charge nurse, something like that. But there are a number of things that you can always do as the nurse before you wait for somebody else to give you an order or something like that. So think about that when you're running into a situation that's of critical or urgent priority. And the last point that I want to make is one that as I was you know, going through my notes and my old notes from nursing school researching on prioritization, um, I just like to kind of get my notes together and give you guys the most concise list that I can. The one thing that I never saw is about nurses prioritizing themselves. And honestly, what I saw, if anything, was saying like, the extras, they included things like lunch break, drinking water, taking your bathroom break. Like those were the extras on these, on websites, on tip sheets, things like that. They, they put the nurses' needs as the lowest thing. And I understand why. You know, I know that we are dealing with very sick patients and they need to be taken care of. That's our job, right? But we can't do our jobs if we don't take care of ourselves too. And sometimes there's there's always going to be those shifts where you're running around like crazy and maybe you haven't drank water in a really long time. There's going to be those shifts where you pee one time or never during a shift. There's going to be the shifts where you never sit down to have, you know, your meal. You don't take a five minute break. That's going to happen. But I want you guys to try and get into the habit of taking those two seconds if that can be what it is. I always pack bars in my backpack. I always have water, things like that, so that it's like maybe I've been stuck in one room for two hours. I can step outside for three minutes to chug some water, eat a bar really quick, and get back to it. Those little things are so important for you guys to do to have a sustainable career. It's the nurses who don't think about themselves at all. They pride themselves in that often, but they don't think about themselves, and that's when you burn out. So as you're prioritizing your day, remember that you are a human being as well, and you have to prioritize yourself. So make time for the water. Make time to eat something. That's why pack the bars, because sometimes it's going to happen. Pack a protein bar, something like that, that you can have quickly. A protein shake, great too. Anything like that that you can eat quickly, you know, ask 
one of your fellow nurses to watch your patients for two minutes while you run to the bathroom. Do those things for yourself because then you're going to think better. When your blood sugar is low, you don't think as well. When you're dehydrated, you don't think as well. Your brain doesn't work as quickly. So taking care of yourself is taking care of your patients. So I that's the last thing I want you guys to prioritize. The first thing I want you guys to prioritize with the last tip that I have, prioritize yourself. Take care of yourself and then you're going to take care of your patients so much better. You're going to be better for them. So always remember that you are human and you take priority even when you're taking care of really sick patients because that's the best thing for them too. Okay, so just to quickly recap, we've talked about using your ABCs when you're prioritizing using the cure hierarchy, so critical needs first, then urgent needs, routine needs, and extras. So organizing your list, and you can do that mentally too throughout your day. Consider problems that have happened during the previous shift. You know, maybe they've had low blood pressure, AFib, things like that, so you know what you're watching for. While you're giving meds, prioritize those medications too. Which ones are more important for you to give first? Always important to think about. Consider what can be fixed quickly, which thing you can do the fastest if you have two competing priorities. Delegate as needed. If you do have those competing priorities, ask someone else to help you. Think about what you can do as the nurse while you're waiting for orders or things like that. And lastly, always take care of yourself first. Prioritize your needs. Go to the bathroom, drink the water, eat the food. Okay, guys. So this may have been my fastest episode yet. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it can pair nicely with the time management episode, but I didn't want to go into huge lengths on prioritization because I could get, this could get long. I could give you 5 million examples, but if you are still confused, struggling with prioritization after this episode, please reach out to me. We can talk through some things that you're struggling to prioritize. I can point you in the direction of some resources that might help. Um, And I can talk for hours with you if you actually want me to. I just want to give you some shorter episodes that you can digest in a short time, maybe on your drive to work, instead of talking for an hour like I'm used to. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope you guys are taking some time for yourself during this holiday season and taking some breaks where you can. I know that this is a tough time in the hospitals, especially for those of you who are new. Just keep trucking along. Use your resources. Please reach out to me if there's anything that I can help you with as well. And I hope you guys make the most of your time off when you have it. And I hope you guys continue to have a wonderful week. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and our community in the nursing co-op. If you liked this episode and found some value in the content, please share it with any and all of your nursing friends on social media and tag me at the nursing co-op so I can thank you personally. That way we can continue to build this community and change nursing culture for the better. I can't wait to see what we create. I will see you next week, but until then, happy nursing.